Midnight, episode 1138, coming to you from our studio in beautiful Bytown, Canada. Man, a muggy and hot Bytown, Canada. Uh, welcome inside the Talkin' Audio studio. My name is Matt Robinson. Make sure you're following along on social media, at Talkin' Audio. Love to hear from you guys about what you think about, uh, about all these episodes. Keep your comments coming there. And uh, make sure you're subscribed to the podcast wherever you're hearing us right now, whether you're on Spotify, Google Podcasts, Apple Pods. Uh, wherever you are, there's a follow button. There's a subscribe button. We'd love it if you'd go ahead and hit that. We'll keep the good shit coming for you. Big show today. Happy to have uh, a good friend of the show back in studio with us here, sitting across the table. Lever Sage, what's happening today, man? There are a lot of people that are in my life that I know that I would call mid. You know what I mean? <laughs> sure. What does my t-shirt say? Uh, it yeah. says mid. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. In MJF colors. A sure. lot of people that I would describe as mid. Yeah. If you don't know what mid is, like the cool kids say. That's why I don't know. Ooh. I'm not one of the cool kids. Right. If you're mid, <laughs> yeah. you're just yeah. eh. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. You're not mid. Okay. I am so happy to be here, <laughs> Matt Robinson. You are not in that category. You're in a much more elite Maxwell Jacob Friedman oh, category. I like that. I like that, man. I'm better than you. And, and you, you know, know it. it. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. Nice, uh, nice to see your smiling face again. Yeah. It's an often more of a grimace, but uh, when Lever Sage is back in here, it does break out the occasional Said smile. Nobody so. ever. So thank you so much. Uh, we actually. You know, we're, we're going to try a couple different beers here, but we started mm-hmm. the first one before we fired up the microphone. We That's the way it goes around. Yeah, here. we had to cover some shit, yeah. man. So uh, what did you pull out of the fridge there? So lately I have, and you know, like you're such a craft connoisseur and you know everything about what's going on. <laughs> sure. That I feel like I have a good handle on at least the Ottawa and surrounding area scene. Yeah. But I have not had Old Flame Brewing Company. Nice. Which is out of... Port Perry, Ontario. Port Perry, Ontario. Just north of Oh, I know where it is. Yeah. One time in my life, Matt, (laughs) one time I hit a baseball Mm. because their ballparks in Port Perry are right down the main drag. Yes. And they're right on the water. Yep. So if right, Scugog Lake. That's right. If yeah. you hit one far enough, you can hit it into the water. <laughs> I probably played there 15 times. <laughs> yes. A lot of grounders to short. <laughs> but one time, Matt, I hit it into the water. Into Scugog. Gorgeous. That's right. And you know what? I, I didn't know that Old Flame was out of Port Perry, so I'm happy you have told me I have a Munich Dunkel Lager. Is that because the Raven? Have, what's That's, that? Is that the Raven? I think you got the, yeah, the, uh, the Dunkel yeah. is the... Uh, that is probably my favorite beer from Old Flame. Um, so my parents, my family, everybody set up at this point. We grew up in Oshawa. Yeah. And then everybody moved like an hour north to like Kawartha Lakes and Bob Cajun and whatever else. Well, I'd want to get to Oshawa too. So good for you. Yeah. <laughs> so, <laughs> well, who would want to stay there? I mean, come on. Uh, a lot of uh, family that I have also live in uh, north of Peterborough. Yeah. Like Kawartha, um, Hastings. Sure. Havelock. Yeah. Norwood. Norwood Those got a brand new A and W in Norwood. They do. <laughs> you know what? You it's and big I, news, eh? man. <laughs> hey, listen, I saw, and I don't know how much you like Three Days Grace, but I uh, don't mind Three Days Grace, but not huge into Three Days Grace. I from guess Cavan, I, Ontario. I what's that? I Nor- think they're from Cavan, are they not? From Norwood, Ontario. Norwood, Ontario. And right. I saw Three Days Grace at the Norwood Fair. That's how old I am. <laughs> of when did. they were like fifteen years old. Sure. And so 
being a guy that liked that type of music, yeah. I always kind of follow them. So I like them more because of the personal. Of course. Got in early. Yeah, right? I got in very early. Before with three there was days an Grace, But before there was a traffic light, <laughs> yeah, probably exactly. in Norwood. Uh, but the Norwood Fair and the Havelock County Jamboree, which isn't quite what it used to be, no. but man, it used to be the country. Yeah, they'd bring in some big names, oh, man. Huge. It, was a, it was a hoot nanny. And like my, <laughs> my grandparents, yeah. who um, kind of weirdly, you know how a lot of people have family that aren't their real family, but they are real family because sure. they've been there their whole lives. Yep. That is my grandparents, okay. and they lived probably, I don't know, maybe two kilometers from Highway 7 yeah. in Havelock, okay. like uh, the traffic light, uh, right on the Trent River. And so when the Havelock County Jamboree would come, we would always kind of go down there and not have to stay in a tent overnight with thousands of people sure. on the same field. We actually got to sleep in nice beds and then walk back. <laughs> so I always appreciated that. So my grandparents actually went to the Havelock a couple times, took their trailer and went yep. big fifth wheel. Yep. And a hundred years later, when my sisters and their friends were, I don't know, 20, 25, whatever it was, they had gone or wanted to go or whatever. And so my dad found this beat up old like camper trailer. I think he paid like 750 bucks for it. Like it nice. was not much to it. It was just instead of sleeping on the ground, here's yep. whatever. So he loaded it up. Forget the 750 bucks paid for the trailer. Probably $2,000 in like grill and kitchen accessories and stuff like that. And he drags it for them because he's got a truck and obviously they don't. And he takes it up to the spot that they've got at this Havelock Jamboree. And then, uh, you know, he heads home after leaving the trailer. They party there for the weekend. They drive home. My dad's going to go up and get it for them on Monday morning. Mm -hmm. He gets there. He's like, what was your site number again? He calls my sister and... Yeah, it's not here. Like, oh no, <laughs> someone stole this. And again, nobody cared that right. the trailer had been stolen. <laughs> but all the new little kitchen accessories, accessories everything like that, that had been That's stolen awesome. with it. Well, I'm sorry, it's not awesome. It's a I got crime stolen. spree at Havelock Jamboree. Well, someone just latched onto it and towed her on to it. To tell you that there would be security there <laughs> no. in any way, no, I don't remember. Like, no, you know, even being young and I was old enough to drink, but. Other people weren't, and there was no security there. No. Like, hey, they didn't care. Well, especially everybody rolls out on Sunday. He's not going up till Monday morning. Whatever security might have been there, right. they're probably long gone. Too, yes. Right? So, uh, for what the, the trailer, for whatever reason, had uh, this the word Rover on the side. So, if anybody has seen okay. Rover trailers, we'll look for it. Uh, on the way down, yeah. if you go on Highway 7, I know that you pass um, Kick and Push. Yeah, sure do. And it's a brewery that I kind of stumbled upon just literally passing away. Oh my God, there's a brewery. What? Yeah. As I drove Sharp by the Lake. first time. Yeah. And cause it's right by the beer store. Right. Cause in Sherbert Lake, there's only the beer store, the liquor store, a <laughs> couple other things. <laughs> yeah. There's not much going on, uh, but there's a brewery and then the brewery, but finally stopped in, uh, awesome little kind of cabin, Mm -hmm. Brewery. I know that I, I I picked you up a couple um, before, and you you were able to stop there yourself. Finally, yeah. And the last time you were in, I was talking that I had just driven down to Peterborough with uh, with Josh, yeah, uh, Mister Shrides, and uh, Mister Shrides. We had no idea that this was even a thing yet, right? Right. And get, get brewery, no brewery. I know, but it was early in the morning. They weren't open yet, and so for a bunch of times at that point, I'd gone back and forth and. 
just the, the times that I was traveling to the cottage, they'd never been open. So when I finally got in there, you had recommended it. They had recommended it like it. And it's just, it's like this little house. Yes. It's just sitting there. Like there's nothing to it. Nothing. And you walk in and it's very, you know, friendly seeming, right? Like you could sit down if you wanted to and have mm-hmm. a, uh, whatever. So my old man and I were actually driving back a month, two months ago, whatever it was. And, uh, it was just a, a young woman in there working the place and, uh, we went in, got our stuff, didn't hang around too long. None of the owners yeah. were there or whatever, but the couple things that I have tried from there have been awesome. And I got one today, uh, that I haven't tried yet. This is the locust. Um, and it is their British IPA yes. clocking in at 6%. Uh, this is the first time I've tried this one, but everything else I have tried already from there. Really nice, man. And I, I mentioned to you off air, uh, their Cerveza, uh, it's mm-hmm. MX 287, uh, something like that. Uh, we'll put it in the show notes. Fantastic. Especially on a day like this when it's hottest balls. Would I? Oh, it, is it ever? <laughs> uh, you should try not having air in your car. Um, that's fun. So yeah, that broke last week. Like I needed that, <laughs> uh, but that's okay. Yeah. Uh, the, a lot of breweries that I try now are craft beers that have a distinct, what I'll call a distinct flavor from the grain that they use. Mm-hmm. I don't come across too many where I could instant, instantly drink it right. and go, okay, that's this. Cause I, I know it's very. It's got a very distinct kind of grain taste. Mm-hmm. To me, kick and push is one of them. Where I could have a kick and push, and go, "Yep, that's kick and that's push." A I kick and push, I yeah. absolutely know. Hmm. Um, I'll, the next time I come in, yeah. I'll bring you uh, Greymore. I don't know if you've had that. No, I don't it's think out so. of um, just outside of Montreal uh, in a small town. I'm, I'm forgetting the small town now, but I will remember it. <laughs> oh, my, oh my god. As distinct a taste, but as good of a taste as you'll ever have. They have like a, a blueberry, a maple. Um, they got a dark lager. They got all kinds oh, wow. of all, okay. all kinds of different things. Yeah. But if there were 200 beers there and you handed me one <laughs> and it was the 57th one. I'm like, yep, that's Greenmark. Sure. I already Just know. Just picked it out right yep, away. I already know. So kick and push kind of is like that for me. Okay. And just before we move off it, I want to circle back briefly to Old Flame because we ended up down yeah. a, a tirade there. On, uh, on, yeah. And so it's sort of halfway between where I grew up and where my family is. And I love their stuff. And so often when I would go down to visit, uh, you know, my dad will swing down beforehand and pick up some or whatever. And God love her, a couple weeks into the pandemic, everybody's locked down, nobody's doing anything. And I'm sitting here, you know, I live alone, right? And my mom swings down, she orders online. Some old flame sends a full box of it. Come on. To, uh, so that's your mom, folks. People, nobody will ever, uh, nobody will ever treat you as well as your mom does, right? When your mom sends you beer, it's the best thing in the world. <laughs> and, right. and the good thing about coming here, yeah. which I, <laughs> I don't know if I love it, but I probably would do the same. But I don't know if I love it. Is like you have two fridges, yes, and the first <laughs> fridge is incredible because you open it up and it's like being in a candy <laughs> store and you, you go through it. I think the alarm for the fridge went off three times yeah. when I was looking at the open. It's like, it's long, time yeah. to close the fridge. No, it's no, not. It's not. <laughs> but you also have a separate fridge yeah. for these are the things people are not allowed to take right. in Matt Robinson's this is up. This is up next for me on the show. This right. is something I've been looking forward to, whatever <laughs> it gets tucked away. So that's a keg fridge normally. 
And when there's no keg in there, I can tuck a couple things away that are, yeah, those are just for Matt. Right? And so maybe later <laughs> we'll talk about it a little bit more, but I found, um, because it's gone through a couple of changes from Weatherhead yes. in Perth to Lake Town yeah. to now Bridgemasters. See, I had no idea that yeah. had happened until you walked in here today. Yeah, is what it's called. And to be honest, I really didn't either until last week and was down at a a winery in Westport, which I also went into yeah, the Westport yeah. Brewery. And a great little spot for anyone that has, like, Westport's a very, I call it very Almonte. Yes. <laughs> and then for anyone that's been to Almont, they know exactly what sure. I'm talking about. Like, <laughs> it's along the water and there's some really neat shops and... Yep. There's not a lot of young people there, if you know what I mean, but it's got a, a brewery, but the brewery is like, it. it's in this, it's like walking down the street and it's in a shop. Right. And then it just kind of goes lengthwise, but the patio looks out onto the, the big Rito. Nice, man. And they make some really good beer there too. So I brought you, you brought a- Brought me one of those I saw, yeah. A Westport Blonde Ale. But when I was at the winery in Westport, um, I'm not a big wine person. No, me neither. So- they had cowbell stuff, but they also had a rotating tap. I said, what's on your rotating tap? And they said, well, we have a uh, a blueberry lemonade wheat beer from Bridgemasters. Yeah. And I just went like, Zoink. there's a lot of emotion going on <laughs> because number one, I'm a fruity beer drinker. Sure. So I love that stuff. And then yeah. number two, like I said, I feel like I have a good handle on the craft beer scene yep. within like a couple hour radius of Ottawa. There is not a blueberry lemonade from a brewery no, I've that's never true. from a brewery I've never heard of. Right. So tell me what's happening. As the, the waitress, I had to get into the story of like where is this from? Right. And she explained to me that yes, Weatherhead that turned into Lake Town is now Bridgemasters, and because they're Bridgemasters, they they're doing some other. Things they're doing a raspberry hibiscus wheat beer. They have a a beautiful coffee stout that is. That's you, one of my favorite styles. Is, is it? Because, stout. I was going to say because if you don't like coffee, you will not like this. It's very. See, I don't like coffee, but when I have a stout, you want it coffee. Flavored? I kind of want that. Okay. There's something well, about you, that. Yeah. Then you will love it. They also have this blueberry lemonade wheat beer yeah. that I brought you. That's what I'm looking. For. That's uh, what I'm going with next as well. So yeah. um, we'll see how you find that. But yeah. always like finding. Or refinding. It's in the same place. Right. Just now the third kind of installment of the same place. I never even got to it while it was Lake Town, right? Like I've been into Weatherhead. Yeah. Uh, well, they're known uh, for their IPAs because yeah. I guess in Perth, and someone would have to correct me from Perth if I'm wrong, um, I go to Perth Brewery a lot because I really like their honey, mm-hmm. um, really like their maple. They have big flavors. They get a lot of business from me because they share a parking lot with a Wendy's. Yes. So when you're rolling down to the cottage, stop, grab a little lunch, grab a couple beers, yes. keep, keep rolling. <laughs> but they, exactly. It's a perfect little spot. Yeah. But they do big flavors. They have a Christmas one called pistachio, which really tastes like- That was awesome. Yeah. Tastes like amaretto kind of. Yeah. Um, but they do big flavors. So what Weatherhead did, the other brewery in Perth, was kind of go the opposite. Go a lot of IPAs. Yeah, okay. Uh, a lot of darks, a lot of stuff that Perth Brewery wasn't doing. Right. Um, which- if you've ever been into what is now Bridgemasters, but was Weatherhead or Lake Town, it is a incredibly beautiful, um, modern, rustic brewery. 
it's if I set up a brewery, I would set it up like this. One. Yeah, like a lot of um, uh, wood hanging lights off of wood with some uh, brick around, like just sure. just very rustic. Yeah, and a spot that you'd like to hang out in for a few hours, right? Yeah. But I never loved their beer right, because I'm okay. just not an IPA guy. Yeah. But people who liked IPAs really like their stuff. Right. But I think they're branching out. They're doing some other things. Now, and we'll see how you find the blueberry. Yeah, that's what's up next. Lemonade. I'm intrigued wheat by beer. that. It's, yeah. not a, it's not a cider or anything no. else. It's a wheat beer. Because um, the only other blueberry beer I've ever had was Broadheads. They have, uh, I forget what it's called, but they have a blueberry ale. Of, it's called so. Broadhead Blueberry Ale. Okay. Well, Bl- there you I go. think it's called Blueberry Blonde. That's but. correct, actually, yes. Uh, I've had that one. That's very blueberry-y. Yes. That's a word now. Yeah, sure. Uh, blueberry-y, but... My cousin was up here a couple weeks ago and he asked me like, you know, we're out at a, a place, I forget what it was called, out in like Bell's Corners or something. And he's looking- They got a like, brewery? No, um, oh. just like a pub roadhouse kind of thing, but okay. had a lot of beers to it. Anyway, it doesn't matter. He said, you know- It always matters where you are. It does. And Is I it would, the brew table? Yes, actually it was. Thank you. Yeah. That's why okay, I kept so throwing out the details, hoping you'd pick me yeah, up Yeah, exactly. It's <laughs> so, the brew table, which yeah. I really like. It was. It was- Pretty good. Yeah. And you got a he, lot of different stuff there. He said to me, like, this, this blueberry blonde, like, how blueberry do you expect it to be? I'm like, they're bringing it. Like, I've had this one before. Yep. They're going to bring, and he ordered it, and he goes, yeah, it was still even more blueberry it's, than I expected. It's, it's very so. blueberry y. Yeah. Um, to me, and I'm not being too critical because I like it and yeah. I drink it. So I don't want people, I, I drink that beer. Right. But it's a titch artificial for me, mm-hmm. the, the blueberry taste. Uh, so some other blueberry beers. This one kind of blends with the lemon, not nearly as blueberry e. Okay. I, I taste more of the lemon than the blueberry. Yeah, but others don't. Um, I do know that my good friends at Ashton. So I got to give them a, a plug. Of course, basically where I live. One of their neighbors. Yeah. Um, yes, I can walk to the brewery <laughs> in half the time that I can walk to get my mail. <laughs> That's not a joke. And really, which do you want to have more? Right? <laughs> Hey, I'm going. Nothing but pain coming in the mail. Hey, I'm going to go get the mail. Not back in an an hour. hour. Not back in two hours. (laughs) Not a lot of guesses to where I actually went. Right. It's just the question of did I get the mail? Right. (laughs) Oh, I forgot it. But Ashton does not. Ashton does a very, I would call, subtle taste of a lot of their beers. So when they like, they have a blueberry wheat beer themselves, and I really like it. But they they will tell you themselves. If you go in, like we want you to have two or three. Yeah. Whereas if you go to Perth and you have a maple, you're not having three or four of them when you sit down. No. It's awesome. Yeah. I love it. Sure. But it's not something you're drinking three or four of. The, the, yeah, lo- I find there's a lot of, if you bring a, I want heavy flavor. I don't want you to hint at it. I don't want it to be subtle. I want you to come at okay. me with it, but you're right. So do that I. doesn't mean I want six of them, right? Like after I have, I always use the example of the uh, brown ale, the coconut brown ale from our friends over at Nita Beer Nita, Company, yeah. right? And I love that beer, right. but to sit and put away eight of them on a hot Saturday afternoon, probably not, right? right? Like, so Ashton has the opposite theory of they want you to come in and they want you to have two, three, or four of them because the taste is not hit you in the face. Right, okay. So I really like that too. It just depends on what you're feeling that day and if you want two with massive flavor or if you want six or seven with, yeah. yeah. Now, the good thing is because I live so close, I can just go up and get six or 
I don't know, 12. Yeah. Like somebody was nice enough to give me. Um, I might uh, bring them back and probably have six or 12 in one day, <laughs> depending on what's happened in the recent uh, sure. two or three weeks. Uh, but I did want to ask you, because mm. I, and I'm sure you'll get to why I couldn't come. Yep. But how was the big four zero at Nita and the good people there? I know your friends yep. with um, Andy, Andy, who's amazing. And he's been, I've only met him a couple of times. Yep. He had no clue who I was okay. and was so nice to he's me. He's still, he's, aw- he's an awesome guy. No. And that's yeah. what I mean. Yeah, like yeah. I only met him. He had, he still doesn't know. Like he might know my name, but I've never, he wouldn't know me if I walked past him. Sure. When I went in there the first time, he treated me like he's known me for... He's buddies with anyone who walks in that door, yeah, man. He yeah, he literally treated me like I... He was in a meeting with like all the, the I don't know, eight other guys around this table. Ottawa's beer mafia. Probably. And he, <laughs> and he got up yeah. and like, okay, do you want this? Do you want this? He actually gave me a glass, yep. which I take home and drink out of all the time. Um, I can't say enough because I love meeting people like that because... Sometimes it's really nice that people kind of knew who you were sure. or whatever. Like, and they—he's not a huge sports guy. Like, no. he—I bet he's never listened to twelve hundred. Right. So he's not treating you well because he knows who you are. And he's treating you well because he treats people well. And that's what I mean. Yeah. So how is the big four? Yeah, it seems like one of those occasions you mourn more than celebrate, isn't it? It's—it uh, was fun, man. Really. Yeah. At 40? Yeah, I wasn't looking forward to turning 40, to be honest with you. Everyone said 30 would hurt. It really didn't. No. 35 was actually rougher than 30 because it, it just felt like you can't round 40 for me anymore. was brutal. 40, yeah, I wouldn't say brutal for me. It was brutal for me. <laughs> like, because, and I'm not taking away, but like, I just, my stepmom did a whole thing and like, it just, it became way more than it should have been. This was for me. If I'm being honest with you, man, short of a couple faces like your own that that couldn't make it for various legitimate reasons, beyond that, could not have gone better. I was so happy with how it all panned out. I'm I'm not somebody who really likes, as I say into a microphone, centering himself out. I don't like making I, things about me very much. I don't either. And I know that people will not believe me when I say that, but I really, <laughs> really don't. But this was one of those so I do things where... Yeah, uh, all I want, no toasts, no gifts, no cakes. Just come have a beer with just, me. Yeah, just, just have people have, there. Just come have a beer. Yeah. And I had, uh, you know, some of my oldest friends from back home in Oshawa where I grew up. I had my cousin. I had some guys I went Have to they moved away with. too because they're smart? <laughs> no, still okay. uh, still Oshawa guys. God okay. love them. All right. Um, I had, uh, you know, Creech and AJ showed up. Mm-hmm. Obviously, Rob and his brother, Jeff, who I've known forever, my co-host here, you know, they... It was awesome, man. And all it was was just beers and tunes and, and some people I wanted to spend a Saturday afternoon with. And, th- and that's all I was looking for. And it could not have panned out any better. My parents came up. My aunt and uncle came up, you know, without getting too far back down this road. Uh, in 2011, I had a kidney transplant. It was my uncle who gave it to me. And no it, was, way. it was important to me that, that they came as well. And they did. And it's far, right? <laughs> like that they came up to do. So you sort of are looking around the room going... Yeah, you know what? This is all I wanted was just the people that I care about to come yep. come have a beer and and whatever. And as you said, you had a, a legitimate reason to not be able to attend. We will get to that. Uh, I'm sorry I couldn't attend. I would have been there. I, I know that, um, about you, man. And I, I appreciate that a lot about how you wanted to do it because 
That's exactly how I would want to do yeah. it. Like just, I don't, none of the fanfare, none of no. the, the crap. Let's just have a beer. Let's, Let's just, just hang be out. there and. Tunes. Yeah. People you like. But the good news is, is although you do shine a light on yourself every time you turn the microphone on, uh, you get to have beers with your friends too. 100% man. Which is the whole. half the reason this show still exists. Exactly. (laughs) Which is cool. This doesn't feel like work. Yeah. This is not. uh, So yeah, we'll get into, uh, you were down at uh, AEW. I was. Forbidden Door in Toronto. We'll get to that maybe Collision as well. Yeah, Collision. On the Saturday night and Forbidden Door on the Sunday night. So So we'll get to to a lot of that, but uh, this beer is empty. So we should probably reload before we get into uh, what's been new in your world, man. Some big news. You know what I appreciate about you a lot? Yeah. 26 minutes in, our beer is empty and we haven't talked about anything yet, so we need a new one. (laughs) We talked about the beer we were drinking. That's about it. We'll be back right after this. When I was 17, I drank some very good beer. I drank some very good beer I purchased. With a fake ID My name was Brian McKee I stayed up listening to Queen When I was 17 I guess before we dive into Look, we've had some questions from some of our listeners Guys who, uh, you know, people who know that You know, a lot of you guys over at 1200 Have been in here a bunch of times And yeah, and so we'll kind of get into what's happened here And, and we'll leave it up to you how much you want to hit it And But uh, before we do we're already into round two here. So, so this, I, f- I always forget when I come in here Yes, that we got to crack it like. Right there, man. Yeah. That a boy. See? It's, all right. It was so, a bit of a sophomore slump there right off the hop. It right was. The beginning, but that's all right. <laughs> Welcome to my life. So what'd you uh, go with here? This I'm song? going with a Fenland Falls oh, Red nice. Ale. Yeah. Okay. So I've not had this either. I've not had anything out of Fenland Falls. I know where it is. Yep. I've been there. Few times. So again, the family cottage, not far from Bob Cajun. Yeah. You can hop in the boat, run over to Fenland Falls for dinner. Yeah. Hit the brewery on the way back to the boat. Nice. And, uh, See, I'm a big fan of trying things that I've never tried before. Yeah. So I have not tried Old Flame and have not tried Fenland Falls. So I'm doing that. And so this is uh, the one you just referenced a few minutes ago, the uh, the blueberry lemonade uh, from, uh, and I forget now. Bridge Masters. Bridge Masters. That's so I believe it's called a blueberry social. Okay. Sorry to talk over your... That's all right. It happens, man. My usual uh, co-host, Rob, he's just off doing his own thing most of the time. Right? Whatever's happening on this side of the table, he's pretty much oblivious. Right. Okay. So. I try not to be, but... <laughs> Cheers. Okay. That's really interesting. Right up front, you get the, the lemonade. Yeah. And then sort of comes the blueberry, and then it's like, oh yeah, it's also a beer. Right, like the the beer part of it sort of tails off at the or comes in late. It's not too sweet. No, I like this. I expected it to be a little bit sweeter, but especially from a brewery that came at me with a lot of IPAs, and I don't love a lot of their stuff. Right, because that's just the direction that they went. Sure, I'm very happy with a new direction they had. Like I said, they just ran out of the raspberry hibiscus. Uh, wheat, and now they have a, a blueberry lemonade. I'm not sure I would have liked that one quite as much. I don't know. I, I I'm guess I go big back hib- and forth. I'm not a big hibiscus yeah, guy, that's but it. I do like raspberry. Right. So, um, As I said a minute ago, you know... It's story time with Lieber Sage. That's what do you it. Wa- what do you want to talk about? That's the Adam Cole. <laughs> that's how he does. Boom. It's story time. Baby. Lieber Sage, what do you want to talk about? Yeah. 
Look, uh, for get into it. Most of our listeners well aware of of some cuts that have gone on yeah. uh, recently across Bell Media. This is not the first time this has happened. It has been the first time that uh, that that friends of of our show have been impacted. Uh, our listeners here on TCA know that you know a lot of you guys have been in mm-hmm. a bunch of times before, and and that I'm at least in somewhat regular contact, and so. I got a weird amount of traffic, whatever you would want to call it, on Twitter on the day that the cuts happened. Just people asking, what do you know, basically? And I'll be honest with you, and I put this out on Twitter, this is not my place, right? Like, I feel like I'm friends with these people. I don't really want to tweet about (laughs) their employment status. But at the same time, I, I understood that, you know, sports media is one of the things we cover on this podcast. You're sort of trying to, to do. And I think as friends, yes. as you and I, now I didn't check right. after things happened. Oh, I, I just tweeted, I, these I, socks. Yeah, so that was which, <laughs> which I didn't see, right. but um, I wouldn't have cared either way because I know we're friends. Right. And I, I waited look, for other that's... people to report it, and then I would say... I would retweet that or I would, whatever. I, yeah. I didn't look, I'm not a guy who cares about breaking news. We sit here and drink right. beer and talk shit. Yeah. We're not a news breaking podcast. So here's how it went down. Yeah. Like on the day I just got a, I was actually down at TD place getting set to do a couple of promo shoots and got a kind of a notification saying that I was due on a Zoom meeting in half an hour. And to be quite frank with you, I was in the gym, mm-hmm. um, just kind of getting ready. Okay, well, I can't do the Zoom. <laughs> I'm about to go on camera. Well, no, I do yeah, a couple like, of, I can't, uh, do a like, little bench, see if I can. And I'm a, people don't need to know this, but I don't care. Um, if I do anything like gym related or workout related, I just beg people not to look at the time because if I'm on the elliptical or something, I look like I've been on for an hour <laughs> where it's like five, five forty two, five forty three, five forty four. Okay. But I look like I've been on for an okay. hour. Like drenched. Yeah. I'm a sweater. Yeah. So I know that if I have anything to do, I have to go in, I have to shower. Yeah. And then I have to wait. You a Seinfeld guy? Yeah. Oh, it didn't take, right? Yeah. The George, it's the Kung Pao chicken. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> so it takes me like half an hour just to stop sweating, right. even after I've showered. Um, and so that's kind of where I was. And I was in the gym at TD Place, and I was like, okay, well, I got to go and do this promo shoot. So I got the shower, or I got this, this Zoom meeting. So sometimes when that stuff happens, people talk about, Oh, are you on this Zoom meeting? Like, sure. But I didn't. I was just, hey, I gotta get upstairs. I gotta get to somewhere where I'm even in coverage to yeah, be on signal, yeah. be on this meeting. And I gotta look. I gotta put my TSN 1200 shirt on for the <laughs> for the promo shoot. And so by the time I got up there, I just hadn't talked to anyone. And I got on this Zoom call, and yeah, 90 seconds later, that was it. And for me at that point, like somebody was talking to me, like I had been, I had been let go. Right. And Someone was talking to you on the call. Yeah, yeah. So that lasted about 90 seconds. 
And then afterwards, there was somebody sort of walking me through what the next steps were. Someone different. Yeah. And at that point, I turned the camera off. Yeah. And I'm listening, but I don't need to look at you here. Right. Yeah. And I actually drove home. Right. And this person was still talking to me. And by the time I got home, I pulled, I stopped kind of short of my house to just have, she was still talking to me. And so I didn't know what, okay, well, I need to finish talking to her before I sort of walk back in. Yeah. And, um, and then by the time that happened, my phone was like, my email was gone. My phone was half the contacts were gone. Um, the rest of the contacts turned into numbers. That's a very first world problem. And I completely. Right, but Bell has the right for people who aren't familiar, you know, yes. TSN owned by Bell Media. It's their phone. They're going to wipe everything. No, it's their email and their phone. Yeah. And so your email is gone so, and your phone, your list of text messages is now just numbers, not contacts, like cor- not name. Correct. Yeah. And so that had happened and I hadn't talked to anybody, right. like literally nobody. But one of the things that came through was a, a group text of other things that were going on, um, including one of my colleagues. And, you know, that was out and people were talking about that, but nobody knew about me. And then at some point, it, it, and I don't know what the timeline was. Um, Did you know, so at noon, TSN 1200 switches to ESPN right. broadcast. I didn't know that. That's when your meeting happens is shortly after that? My, no, my meeting happened uh, somewhere in the 11 o'clock hour. Okay. So, I don't know, 11.15? Yeah. Um, so when the 1200 switches to ESPN, they're bringing everyone else in and telling them what's happened, but you've already been informed. And actually, yes. an, you're uh, someone else at the station there, Sean Simpson, was also dismissed on yeah. that day. He was already tweeting about it by like well, quarter and, after 11. And so yeah. in one of the group texts that I'm on, they were all talking about this. Right. But they didn't know about me. Right. I was just included in the group Sure. Text. Station group text. And so, yeah, um, yeah I just, I, I found out about Sean and... Um, but for me, by the time I got off the phone with the person that was walking me through some stuff and my email was gone and half my contacts were gone, it was like, okay. Right. Um, and then I don't know if I can tell this story, but I will anyway. Uh, so <laughs> it's after 12 o'clock. Yeah. And God love him. I, I, I love him to death. And I mean that sincerely. Um, but working with AJ... Jack you back every day, mm-hmm. an adventure, right? <laughs> every day, yes, hundred percent. He he would he would say yes to that. So AJ <laughs> is not the most um, like if he's getting to events, he's getting there. Like I would call it just in time. So he did attend or the Need a Beer Company. 40th birthday party. Right. So I had texted just, him. Let, let me th- just ask you what time it started and what yes, time he got that, there. Cause it. I'm, I'm going to it. bet without knowing any information <laughs> that he got there after the allotted time that it was supposed to start. Close enough. So I had put the thing out like a month in advance to invite people, right? Save the date, whatever you want to do, whatever lame. And then I texted everybody again on the Monday before yeah. and said, here's what we're doing. AJ replied 
uh, the first time I had sent it in a month in advance, he goes, if I'm in town, I'm there. And then I put it out again on Monday. He's like, yeah, I'll be there. That sounds awesome. And so the thing starts at four o'clock mm-hmm. and uh, Creech showed up around 4.30, yeah. 4.35. He had said he might be a little late and it wasn't like show up at four the right, activities exactly. or whatever. It was just come and have a beer and hang. So Creech rolls in, he texts AJ at about five mm-hmm. and says, uh, yo, what time are you coming by? And he's like, uh, AJ forgot. He's jumping in the shower. He'll be here about six. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And the thing okay. is scheduled from like four to seven. So. Okay. So this, <laughs> in a nutshell, this yeah. is AJ. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So I like to live a little bit, like I'm not a big, like write every single thing down guy. Right. I like to live a little bit more. The things that are important, I'll remember. Mm-hmm. I will be there. Mm-hmm. I, I consider myself very prompt and on time for things. Um. AJ, not so much. Not so much. But he eventually gets there. It's not like he doesn't show up. No, no. He just gets there on AJ time. (laughs) But so this promo shoot is scheduled for noon. Right. Well, at 12.30, my phone rings. And it's kind of ringing off the hook at that point. And there are numbers where I don't recognize some of the numbers. And I'm just in this weird spot. I don't really want to talk to anyone at that time. Of course. But I know AJ's number because I talk to him every day. Right. So the number rolls through and I know it's him. And I'm like, all right. So I pick up the phone. I'm like, hey, how's it going? And he's like, well, before we talk about the news of the day, are you coming to this promo shoot? Like, right. He's still and, business only. Right. Like he's, no, and the irony of AJ asking me <laughs> of you plan that, to show up that I'm late to something <laughs> is really striking me yeah. at this point. Yeah. Going, I've never been somewhere where you've needed to call me ever <laughs> to ask me if I'm coming. Right. And I said, AJ, I was like, oh. And he kind of, I don't know if he laughed and, <laughs> okay, whatever. Right. Like, what? I'm like, no, really. Yeah. And he was obviously very uh, upset yes. and, and um, sorry. And, you know, people don't know what to say at no. that point. But I I need, I hadn't talked to anybody, but I needed to tell him. Yeah. Right? Oh, of course. Like, co-host. And... Because we're not going on at 2 o'clock. Right. <laughs> it's 1230. The world has changed, AJ. <laughs> so um, he didn't know. And I appreciate the fact he was very genuine in his reaction, but I just found it ironic that yeah. he's calling me because I'm late for something. Um, <laughs> yeah. And I had to tell him that, no, I'm not late, but right. other things have happened. Yeah. No, it's, oh man, it, it, it was interesting on that day, 1260 in Edmonton, TSN 1260 went off the air. Wiped out. At uh, 11 a.m. Eastern, 9 a.m. their time. Uh, the last time Bell did this, Two years ago, maybe a little less than that. Uh, four stations, again, completely off the air. A shitty, you know, robot voice thanking everyone for listening. And then people think of the time of your life by Green Day, please. That song is called Good Riddance. I was a little tone deaf to use that as the way those stations closed. But quick, 1200. Quick story for you. Sure. When um, a bunch of people moved down where I ended up getting promoted a long time ago. At Team 1200, because a lot of people moved down to Toronto, including Mike Ross. Right. 
who is the voice of the Toronto Maple Leafs. Toronto Maple Leafs. Yeah. yeah. So he used to produce the, of the show. afternoon show. Yes. I, I love Mike Ross. Yeah. Uh, he's texted me a couple of times since all of this has happened. Right. Um, great guy. He is a great guy. So when he and Steve Lloyd and uh, Figura. Oh, yeah. Um, okay. The three of them moved down to Toronto to be part of this team network. Yeah. Where I got promoted. And I don't think it lasted. Now, Steve Lloyd came back before this yeah. because he got the Senators pre and post. But um, Mike Ross was down there and Caitlin was down there. And within less than one year, they walked into work one day and they had shut the doors at 1050 in Toronto. Yep, it was a shit show. And they played a little less conversation Oof. by Elvis. So Paul Romanuk's been on this show a few times. He was also part of that in yes. Toronto and has lambasted everyone involved in Yeah, in I don't that. think people were very happy because no. people, people did move their whole lives of course for, and they didn't even give it a year no. at that point. But I remember the first song that they played when they went back to oldies was a little less conversation. Brutal, and man. I'm like, brutal man, that what is a lack of respect. Yeah, that, that's, that's tough yeah. for, you know, you've changed lives right now and, right. and that's, that's a tough thing to do. So that's what they rolled out a, a year and a half ago when they closed these other stations or two years ago, whatever it was. And then 1260 went off and I had been texting with our buddy Lloydie mm -hmm. and just saying, everybody good? Everything okay? And he's like, it looks like it. Like we're still here, right? On, on 1200 in Ottawa. That was at about 10 after 11. And at 12 o'clock, 1200 was not gone. They'd switched to ESPN. Right. Just sort of like in my head, Okay, there's shuffling happening here. Something's not right, but you they're still here, yeah. right? They haven't. To and so I shot a quick text to what, uh, my friends at the station. Just hope mm -hmm. everybody's okay, right? Hope you're doing all right. Don't don't worry about it. Don't hit me back. I just want you to know whatever yep. I'm thinking. And you got back to me almost right away. Um, Did I? There was I must some, like you. Holy I guess so. Cow. Weird call, man. <laughs> <laughs> um Creech was the same because people were freaking out again when I'm getting tweets and stuff everybody's like Creech's name disappeared from the website and he had already texted me once and said I think I survived I think is what Creech said and then I didn't hear from him for a while and that's when the website things are and I was like I wonder if he hadn't heard yet right, but right. he but, but man it was a mess and so that's why you know I, I've, I've had direct messages I've had mentions people asking when you were coming back in here mm -hmm. what you thought how this had gone out and, and the, the most common, whether it would be a, a DM or a mention was just, I don't know if he's going to come back on your show or not, but do you know if Lee is doing okay? Yeah. And so, you know, you've done this for a very long time here in Ottawa. It's been over 20 years that you were on the almost air here. Almost 23 years working for the station, not necessarily on the air, but right. almost 23 years working for the station. You would, I'm sure, whether, I, I don't know how it's always worked, whether the station has ever had call-in segments, but certainly there's been text lines. People have their own handles, right, when they text mm -hmm. into the station, yeah. uh, emails, whatever it might be. Like, is there anything that you would like to take this opportunity to say to those people? Because you have addressed this once on, on This Is Wrestling, mm -hmm. uh, but not everybody's a wrestling fan. What? Right? I, it is weird. We I don't know we, what people are We thinking. had a whole podcast that was called Life that we never talked wrestling. Right. Although the title of the podcast is This it is Wrestling. It does suggest yeah, I know it, it does, wrestling. but we did a whole- uh, I listened to it, man. It was because Zach's been 
through some things too, right? Your co-host there, he'd had a rough couple of weeks. Well, he as lost well. his grandfather, yeah, and he just lost his grandmother, yeah, this week. So Ooh. he's he's had a very very difficult last month. And look, I I'm very aware, and I appreciate the opportunity to yeah. um to, to say this. So first of all, I'm very aware. It's it puts it in perspective for me in working with. So Zach McGibbon is a um. And Zach, if I'm getting this wrong, I apologize. I think he's 25, and he's an old soul, right? Right. Like he's he couldn't come in and do this podcast because he doesn't drink. He doesn't do. Actually, we've chatted. Yeah, he's going to do the podcast. Wow. We, we will forego the beers, but he is going to do the show. You can get a non-alcoholic beer, sure, something for him. Yeah, sure. Um, but he is one of the greatest human beings that I know, and I always describe myself. In wrestling terms, never in any other terms, <laughs> but in wrestling terms, yeah. Like I'm an 11 out of 10 for knowledge. Like I've lived and loved wrestling my entire life. Right. Zach's like a 27. Like I can bring up something that happened in 1991 on WCW television. Right. And he's like, oh yeah, when uh, this happened, and then this happened afterwards. But then six on, years before. But he then was on born. World, yeah, but then on worldwide, then they did this, and I'm like. Oh my God. Yes. Like, how do you even do that? Um, when somebody is, is fortunate enough to have their job as a kid, um, I loved radio. Right. Um, Bob McCowan was a guy that I grew up listening to in Toronto Same. for a, for, for a long time. Yeah. So, and he's having a hard time right now as well. Yeah. He uh, tweeted out that he's had two strokes. Yeah. Unable to talk, unable to walk at this point. He said in a recent tweet on Tuesday, I believe, coming around, uh, and I, I'm off on a sidetrack here, but I, I, it was no, worth yeah. bringing up because he was someone that you and I both for sure uh, looked up to. And he said he's optimistic he'll be getting out of hospital soon, but not right. yet ready to return to his uh, his podcast at this point. But so, a legend. Yeah, a legend. Um, and when I grew up in the Toronto area, I not only listened to... Uh, the fan in Toronto, but I listened to a lot of WGR in Buffalo. Mm. And at night I listened to a lot of WFAN in New York City right, yeah. because it came through. Yep. And one of my favorite guys of all time, because they went 24-7 in New York City. Yeah. So they had a guy named Joe Bedingo on who only got a job because he was the cab driver in New York City <laughs> of Steve Summers. Okay. And Steve Summers was on before and he's, I guess he was the cab driver a couple of times. And he said, you ever done this before? So Joe Bedingo got this 1 to 5, 1 a.m. to 5 a.m. <laughs> and I loved it. I stayed up in high school. I stayed up in university. Well, I mean, I was probably up till 5 a.m. anyway yeah, exactly. in university. But I would listen to it. And I loved, loved, loved talk radio. And to imagine that I went to Wilfrid Laurier university got a communications degree i always tell people i don't know if people would agree with this or not but university was the best thing i ever did for life experience wasn't great for work experience <laughs> but it was great for my life experience right um and then i took some time off and i ended up working on a cruise ship which you probably didn't know looking, i did not know yeah looking after kids on a cruise ship <laughs> How old are you at this point? Uh, 22, 23. Yeah. Okay. And so you're running like the ship's daycare thing? Is that yeah, sort of like, the deal? Yeah, okay. 
And honestly, a lot of it was at night yeah. when the parents wanted to go yeah, have of course, get <laughs> shit face. Yeah, have dinner and go whatever. So we like we had days where we would just go on the islands and like at nine a.m. till five p.m. or six p.m. we'd spend all day at the beach and the island, whatever. It was, it was great. Yeah, uh, I got sick. Uh, ended up having um, kidney stones that got stuck, Ooh. and I had to come home. Got. Uh, everything yeah. about this sounds awful. I know, I know. But it does lead to the fact okay. that when I was in a hospital bed in Newport News, Virginia, by myself, waiting to be transferred home because I had to have surgery to get the kidney stones out of my ureter at that point. You just had to do that, eh? Yep. <laughs> I then came home and my... And my parents and my mom especially, like, what are you going to do? What are you going to do? Well, I'm going to go back and work on the cruise ship. It's awesome. Well, why don't you just apply? Okay, you've always wanted to do the radio thing. Yeah. So why don't you apply, apply to the post-grad program at Humber? I did. 300 people applied. I'm like, I'll never get in. I'll go back on the cruise. My mom will be happy. It'll, right. it'll be good. Gave it a shot. Got it. Yeah. Crap. Guess, <laughs> guess I got to go. So went to Humber for eight months and they had a... Because it was post-grad, it was an eight-month program and with an internship at the end. And I interned at the time, if you can believe this, two sports radio stations in the country, Toronto and Ottawa. Yeah. Not Montreal, not Vancouver, not anywhere else. It's wild, eh? And my prof said, look, you can go to the fan because I wanted to go to the fan. Everybody did. Right. But you can go to the fan, but you'll be cycled through there so quick, your head will spin and you'll be out. But I got a friend that's program director in Ottawa, and you might have more of a chance to stay. You know what? Send me to Ottawa. So I went to Ottawa with no money, nothing. What year is this? 2000. Okay. And um, came here, found a room on a housing board at Carleton University, (laughs) which ended up being in the basement of Earl Morris's house, the... Yeah, curler, I feel like I'm so, oh, okay. The three time I forgot you're a curling guy at the Briar, yeah. and his son is John Morris, gold medal winner in the double or the, the uh, what do they the mixed? He mixed. won he won in mixed, but yeah. he also won in 2010 in Vancouver, okay, with Canada, right? Uh, with, he, with Kevin Martin, but he was. Do I have that right? The mixed yep. doubles, the mixed doubles, 14, 18, whatever yep. it was. Yeah, okay. So John's a very so while John was going to. Wilfrid Laurier University of all places. Yeah. I lived in his room <laughs> just from a housing board, came up here, interned in 2000 and thought, you know what? I'd have to go somewhere else if I wanted to be on the air, but super cool. I'm getting the chance to learn about the business. And let me just b- bust in here for a second, because for people who didn't go to radio school, that's what they tell you right off the hop is, yeah, you're going to move to Fort McMurray right. or you're going to move to Amherst, Nova Scotia. Right. You are not breaking in in Ottawa. No. Unless you're Lever Sage, in which case you break in in Ottawa. Yeah. Well, a lot of fortunate things happen along the way for that. <laughs> but yes, I so I interned here and I've been here ever since. Yeah. And um, not to make it too long, because we can get into stories if you want about sure. some of the time. But um, what I would like to say is the the honor and the privilege of being part of this community for that long a period of time and being a voice. I understand that not everybody loved me and that's okay. I don't, I was never in it to be loved or hated or I was in it because I really wanted to do it. Yeah. And I really loved sports and I loved all sports and I loved the talk radio format because the best thing about the talk radio format for me 
and now podcasting and everything else is mm-hmm. that your listeners are part of your family. And you know what? There's they, names you recognize. There's but handles that no, pop but, up. And there's... But when people are part of the family, if you don't do a podcast for a week, something is weird yep. on their schedule. Yep. And they might not even like, oh, Matt's the best thing ever. <laughs> Most 99% probably think that. But the 1% like, sure, oh, they're... I don't necessarily love Matt, right. but I really like his co-host and I really like some of the yep. guests yep. and I really like some of the other things. It's when things are not there. Yes. That's when people go, hey, wait a minute. This is part of my routine. And to be a part of other people's routines for the length of time that I was allowed to yap my gums on the air uh, and be able to do that with many, many people that, that made me better along the way, man, I'm appreciative. I am, I'm so appreciative. I, I'm thankful to you. I'm thankful to other people for giving me the chance to say something. Um, I guess I'll, this is a good story because there is a, there is a, a couple that live in Carlton Place, and their names are Ken and Sheila. Okay. And Ken and Sheila, every year for the last 15 years, have written me emails. They're in their late 70s now. They have written me emails about the job that I was doing and how much they appreciated. It, it was like a letter from your parents. Right. Right? At the end of the year. They wouldn't write very often, once a year, maybe twice a year, but just this, Hey, we're out here. We're listening. We appreciate everything that you are doing for the community and for us and for other people that we know that, you know, need you on a daily basis. Mm -hmm. And I always kind of got my, my bearings through them. You know what I mean? But I'd never met them. And one of the ironic things about all of this is that they, Emailed probably like a month ago, maybe six weeks ago. So before. Before. Yeah. And man, the letter was just so nice. Like beyond what I ever should have as somebody writing that wasn't my parents. You know what I mean? Well, like, so. That's not up to you, right? Right. <laughs> to determine so what So finally you I said to them, I'm like, look, it'd be really nice to meet you guys. Sure. And we set up the fact that they had never been to a Red Blox game. Okay. So I got them tickets to a Red Blox game and was going to set up that we were going to meet. Yeah. And then the day before, oh. this happened. And now I'm suddenly not really in the mood. But one of the one of the things that's cool about it is that I lost all the contacts, so all of their emails gone, all of the... I didn't even have their number to call them back. Right. Uh, but then they called again last week. Okay. And we're going to meet Next week. That's amazing. And I'm I'm very thankful because they're some of the people that have allowed this to, um, you know, when you have the everyday people that you appreciate. Yeah. I was never a big person that, that wrote in or texted in or called into the radio shows when I listened. But if I listened to a WFAN show with Joe Beningo from 1 a.m. to 5 a.m., <laughs> I would expect that. Like Dan and Steve and and Dark Jeff and and some of the monikers, like if they didn't call, right? I'd be like, well, where are they? And I was able to kind of do the same thing where 
I felt like it was part of a family. Like when you listen to a Red Blacks post game show, if Keith doesn't call, yeah. you're like, well, what is Hope Keith okay? okay? Right. Yeah. Because this is a family. And yeah. and John and Mike and Mike number two and all these people and the ability to be, I guess, ever present in part of that community that people felt well, like it was part of, of it. Yeah, it was it was well not the center yeah, of it. Yeah, but, but just, those are the that's why that community exists is around your But it could have existed without me. I was just part of I guess facilitating yeah. um that which meant a lot to me to be a part of something like that. And I'll, I'll miss that and I appreciate so many people that um You're made, not a Twitter guy. That made us a part of their routine. Right. Uh, and and just to be in the middle of that was was something that I, I never took for granted. So no, I'm not a Twitter. You're not guy. a Twitter guy. You're on Instagram, but you you know you, it's you, hard to find me. Yeah, you you sort of yeah. keep your your shit tight. Yeah. How aware are you in the days after? Obviously, you're hearing from the people you know, right? Your friends, your family, your coworkers, your colleagues, people around town that you've gotten right. to know. Yeah. But how aware are you in that moment of what's happening? On Twitter, because one of the interesting things, if if you'll just indulge me for a second, is I guess it's your show. <laughs> Suppose, <laughs> but one do you the, say that to other people? Well, if you'll no, just indulge me for a second but on your own show. But you're talking about real shit. Normally, we just talk stupid on here. That's sort of so I, I don't ask people to indulge. <laughs> but one of the things that's happening. Is exactly what you're saying. That people are used to hearing you on right. there. People are used to, and, and they're off kilter. They they don't understand why Lee isn't here anymore mm-hmm. and what's happening. But it's not just people who love you. It's no. people who are listening, going, "I almost never agreed with that guy, but but yeah, he was bringing." A perspective that I respect. Welcome to every email I ever got that was positive. I actually disagree with 99% of everything you ever say, but. Right. I I have no doubt that's true, that you got a lot. But those people yeah. seemed equally upset on right. Twitter that, hey, you've taken that person from me. I'm used to hearing that I'm guy. I'm used to hating that guy. Whatever it might be, yeah. right? I'm used to disagree. Not hating. I didn't see much. No. If, but hey, I'm used if to you disagreeing took the Phil- with If you took that. the Philadelphia Eagles away from the NFL, I'd be pissed. Right. Because I can't hate them anymore. Exactly. Yes. I, 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 so, it's okay. Like, I get it. Of course. So how aware in the days mm. after of what's happening on social media, which you are obviously trying to... A, you're not on Twitter to begin with, but B, you're also trying to step back and and, yeah. and catch your own right. balance here a little bit. How aware are you of what the community is feeling in well, that moment? Well, uh, if it wasn't for that... Uh, see, I was going to call him a bad name, and I shouldn't call him a bad name because he's like the greatest human being on the face That's of the no planet. That's not to insult somebody. Right. Okay, that <laughs> idiot, Ian Mendez. Okay. <laughs> um, who I do love. I, of course. I love like a brother. Uh is one of my favorite people yeah. of all time and has been... If prob- you don't love Ian Mendez, there's But he's been probably better to me than than most people have and I could never probably give back enough to right. Ian for what he's done for me. But he asked me on... I can't remember what was the day. So I didn't really talk to a lot of people in the couple of days after, but Ian yeah. did come over the right. next day. Right. Uh, we played a pickleball game. Uh, he was nice <laughs> enough... The dude's never beat me in his life. Okay. Okay. He beats me on that day. 
Nice guy. Yeah, like, thanks, Ian. Like, I've beaten you a hundred <laughs> times. The, the first day you're going to beat me is the day after. Cool. Um, but he came back to the house and, and we chatted for a while and, and he asked me, do you mind if I put something out on social media? Yeah. And I said, no, I don't mind. Like, it's not really, you don't have to. Like, sure. don't feel like you have to. I, it's not something I'm asking you to do. Yeah. But he's like, no, I, I'd really like to. And so I'm like, okay. And I really didn't, um, he texted me kind of the, the screenshot of what he wrote. Yeah. And then of course I was a little curious after what some of the comments would be. So yeah. I did look at, yeah. at the comments to his particular story. Right. For um, people, if, even if you're not on Twitter, you can click on and scroll underneath yeah. and see what people have said. Or if you're like me and you have needed, a burner, if you needed to know the news, you have a burner and yes. you just follow everyone. Everyone's so. people still don't know who you are. Yep. And I never tweet, but I follow other people so I can make sure I'm caught up on that 100%. stuff. But I was not on it at all. Right. And so he sent me a screenshot and he sent, he said some really nice words. Uh, and so I did look at after kind of what people wrote to him. Yes. But other than that, I was completely unaware of anything that happened. But one of the things that, helped, I guess, I don't want to say rip the bandaid off, but maybe that's a good way to put it. I was supposed to on, so this happened on a Wednesday. Yeah. So on the following Monday, I was supposed to broadcast from the marshes for the Capital City Condors golf tournament. Yes. And. And I just want to pause because we have listeners from across the country. Capital City Condors, yep. a beloved organization here in the nation's capital. And it is, it is hockey for people with developmental disabilities. Right. And, and they are beloved here. Kyle Turris, one of the people who helped put them on the map. Um, and they have a, a charity golf tournament every year. And, and so these kids. broadcasts from that right. event. But these kids. It's gorgeous, honestly. These kids uh, are the most uplifting people you yes. could ever be around. And I totally understand when people say, you know what, it's, I'm getting more out of it than you are? 100%. This is the example. Yes. So Ian says to me, well, you were supposed to golf nine holes with me and then broadcast from there on the Monday. Yeah. Why don't you just golf 18 with me? Right. And I'll auction off the other two spots that people yeah. can golf with yeah. us. Yeah. And I'm like, great. We'll get like 12 bucks. <laughs> It'll be awesome. Come on. But right away, somebody gave 750 bucks <laughs> to golf with us. So yeah. Ian said yes. And- so it kind of forced me out. Of course. Right? So yeah. I get to, this was, I promise you, and I'm not a pat myself on the back. I, <laughs> I hate actually talking about myself. But we get to the first hole and the first hole is, you know how at golf tournaments, there's like, we were 18. So there's 18A and there's 18B. Well, we're 18B. Okay. Because there's a group ahead of us that's going to tee off first. Sure. Well, in that group is Chris Neal. Okay. So Chris Neal is there, and then in 18B, of course, Ian Mendez is yes. there. So Chris walks up to the tee, and there's a, there's a Connie from BMO and her husband, John, and a beautiful daughter as well. They're there representing BMO, and she freaks out Chris Neal's there. Like, just, <laughs> oh, my God, blah, 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 40 years, takes a picture, selfie, the, the whole thing. One freak. of the most beloved senators yeah. of all time. Yeah. So then Chris tees off. 
Ian Mendes walks up. Yeah. Oh my God, Ian, <laughs> Ian Mendes, blah, 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 blah. I'm like, I turned to the guys that we were playing with. I'm like, is it, this is what's going to be all day long. <laughs> like, you can't go to lunch with the inn without 18 people stopping right. them. And like, this is what's going to be all day long. So just get another beer. Yeah. Like this. But we go up and we tee off. And I think all of us had teed off. And the woman kind of looks at me and goes, who are you? And I was like, well, my name's Lee. Yeah. And I turned to go back to the car. She's like, Lee Versage? Mm. And I went, yeah. Yeah. And she lost her mind. Like, yeah. more than Chris Neal, more than Ian Mendez. And wow. even Ian, Ian would tell you. Yeah. Um, I've never been more embarrassed, but it was really nice at the same of time. Of course. Um, I'm not going to listen to TSN 1200. And I'm like, look, you've got to listen to TSN 1200. They're great guys. They're great. Sure. Like, you can't just do that. Yeah. Nope. Me and my husband, we're doing this, <laughs> we're doing that. And my, my husband's pissed and, yeah. and blah, yeah. blah, blah. And so she calls... She calls her daughter right away. Her daughter's uh, helping out on, on the tournament. So her daughter's had another hole. And she calls her daughter. Oh, my God, leave her stage coming to your hole. Leave her stage coming to your hole. <laughs> so that kind of helped a little bit where it's like I was worried. I didn't know how people would look at me. Um, it was just this weird feeling of being there. Yeah. But that helped. And then we go and we play 18. It was great. And it was a little weird. AJ and Creature broadcasting from TSN 1200 right. from the tournament. Yep. The one I'm supposed to have broadcasted from. Yeah. And I'm passing them as just another person. And so it felt a little bit weird because I felt like I should have been there. But I was talking to them after. It was great to catch up with them. And Ian has started the emceeing at the marshes and in the dining room. I'm downstairs talking with AJ and Creech. I finally say to them, like, these guys have paid, so I'm probably should go up and have dinner with them. Sure. Right? Like, I can't sit down here. Ian's halfway through whatever he's doing. So I walk up the stairs, and Mendez goes, sometimes you can just feel Lever Sage walking into a room. <laughs> and I went, oh. Oh, shit. <laughs> shit. Like, literally, I'm like, what are you doing? He's like, why don't you come on up here? And Did when they I, drop, like, any DX music for no, you? No, they should have. Like, but <laughs> when I tell you, okay, I didn't even have a clean golf shirt ready that day <laughs> right? because all my golf shirts were like TSN 1200 shirts yeah, or Bell okay, shirts. Yeah, or, yeah. So I wore like, I am 79 years old and golfing in Florida, Hawaiian. <laughs> I got this long Hawaiian shirt <laughs> with like long. Del Boca fist. Yes. Long two. white sleeves, <laughs> yeah. bad shoes. Like I look like I'm retired for 40 <laughs> years. I leaned right into it. Sure. But Ian brings me up. And now I'm like, oh my God, I'm in front of all these people. I look like hell. He says a bunch of nice things about me. He says, oh, I'm not sure that, you know, you're not a Twitter guy, blah, blah, blah. Why don't you say a few words? Mm. And he hands me the microphone. Yeah. And I almost died. I, I, I thought. People don't get it, eh? No. Public speaking, different than what we're doing right now. Like, there's nobody staring at us right now. No. Right. And I, I probably 10 years into the business got what I would call used to public speaking, sure. but not comfortable with no. public speaking. Yeah. Just used to it. Yes. Knowing you kind of had to do it. Yeah. But there's an element. But of doing this is not standing up nope. in front of 500 nope. or 1,000 nope. people where they're all Even emceeing a wedding. No. Nope. You're just like, no, this is not the same No, it's thing. not. <laughs> so, and of course, because you're in radio, everyone expects you to mm -hmm. do all of these things. 
my sister, well, you can see my wedding. And like there's 300 people there and I'm scared to death. But <laughs> totally. anyway, I get up in front of these people. I blacked out. I have no idea what I said. <laughs> I, I think I, you know, was just all oh, thanks for being in the community and thanks for participating. And, you know, I'm so grateful to be a part of it. I have no idea, right. Matt, what I said. No idea. <laughs> and I handed the microphone back to Ian. And 400 people got up and gave me a standing ovation. Wow, man. Okay. And I, I'm not saying that to like pat myself on the back. I'm saying that because unfortunately then I started crying. Yeah. And now I'm crying in front of 400 people. Yeah. Trying to just keep it together. And it was at that point where like, at first I was actually quite angry at Ian, like legitimately, like, why did you do this to you me? You did not have to center me over here today. And he said to me afterwards, he's like, look, I wanted you to say something because I knew you'd get that reaction and you deserve that reaction. And I knew if I asked you, you would have said no. Right. And it would have been a hard no. Yep. So I went ahead and I did it anyway. And I'm, I'm thankful because I'll always remember that moment and- I'm thankful because it helped me kind of rip the Band-Aid off a little bit to kind of go, okay, well, it can't get better or worse than this as I'm crying in front of 400 people. <laughs> so, um, but I, it was at that point, you asked a question about 10 minutes ago, and I'm a radio guy, so maybe 15 <laughs> minutes ago, um, about was I aware? Yeah. I was not aware of anything. I'm still not aware of of most of it, but for people to get up, because this day was about the kids. This day was 100%. about, about, and you, you just felt it. They uplifted you. It was all about the kids and Jim Perkins and the way that he goes about his business. Um, the organi- Condors just beloved. Organized. The they are yeah. because if you spend five seconds around them, yeah. you're the better person yep. for it, not them. Like they're signing autographs in your book and you're just <laughs> like, yeah. I, I just can't get enough. And so- it felt a little weird, right? Because the whole day and night was about them. Now it's a couple of minutes about me. Yeah. Where I felt very uncomfortable. It shouldn't be about me. It's about them. Um, but in their minds, no doubt, you were someone who helped bring attention to maybe what they were. Yeah. Well, no, so, not maybe. I'm sure that these are the things that when you are hopelessly addicted to Twitter, like I am, <laughs> you see people see or you see people tweeting out and saying, right? Is that this is. I didn't always agree with his opinion on the Sens penalty kill, but this is a good guy who is doing good things for the community and who is bringing attention to things I care about, right? That's, right. Well, that I tr- matters I, to people. I, I tried to. Um, yeah. I mean, I, I had I had some ups and downs for sure. Like, I think when you spend 23 years in the same <laughs> job and in, in a public forum, sometimes you're at your best. Right. Sometimes you're not. And... Um, you know, so it brought back to me, not to be too morbid, but I don't, I don't mean this in a, in a really bad way. It's just, I think some of the emotion that's come from it is a lot of the things that have happened in my life. I was a out of school intern and now I'm a mid forties guy, right? So half of my life I've been in this job. Yep. So things Talking that, sports things that have happened in my life. Yeah. Um, my, I got a call that my healthy father had a heart attack and passed away when I was at 
Steve Warren's 40th birthday party at Local Heroes. Right. On a Friday night in 2006. Um, major events that have happened in my life, whether it's through my family, whether it's through relationships, whether it's through, uh, you know, everything that's happened in my life. And I, I had a, a, what I would call a pretty down couple years. In fact, like really, really down, um, in kind of 2000, 15, 2016, mm-hmm. um, and went through a, a hell of a time where, to be quite frank, I have no idea how I did shows, but then I understand that the shows were the only thing that would get me through a little bit of normalcy. The structure of your day. Yeah, a little bit yeah. of normalcy at yeah. the time. Yeah. And the people who sat and listened to me were doing way more for me than I was ever doing for them at that point. Right. Um, that helped me. But I think... You, you do understand that after 23 years, you're going to have some ups and mm-hmm. l- large ups and large downs. And um, to be able to try and put all of that into perspective, I think is that's where some of the emotions come from, is that most of the major events in my life have somehow been tied to the job. Right. Uh, since I've been... That's the lens you view life through. Since I've been 22 yeah. years old. Yeah. So, um, yeah, I mean, that's... That's good and bad, but it's just the emotion that's run through the last couple of weeks, I guess. I appreciate you opening up about it, man. Honestly, I'm 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 glad you came on. I, like I said, we've had people texting, we've had people messaging. Yeah, like, How's I, Lee doing? What's are you? Are, is Lee going to be back in? Right? Like, oh, people want to know. I don't know what's going to happen. We'll see what happens. I have no plans. I have no. No, this um, is something that blindsides anybody. It's hard to be prepared for. Yeah, you kind of get a... Well, in general, you know where radio is going, but you don't know that you're next. 100%. Yeah. So, and you always think that I've survived before and maybe Mm -hmm. I'll survive again until it happens. But yeah, I mean, a lot of the... I'm telling you some of the down points, but man, there's been some, some crazy things that I never thought I would do. I covered... Uh, sorry for the math. I'm counting, uh, <laughs> 05, 08, 11, 12, 13, 14, 15, 16. So eight NHL drafts. I've gone to a Stanley cup. I've covered, uh, three Memorial cups. Um, I've covered two gray cups. Right. Uh, I- I've been there at, you know, in the red blacks. Locker room when they won the Grey Cup in 2016, and if I'm being super honest with you, probably one of the worst parts of my personal life going on at that time in a dark room beside the party, trying to enjoy the party, but having to go away to gather myself many times over in the Red Blacks party. But man, I was on the sidelines when they won. Yeah. I was right beside Rick Campbell. Yeah. When the pass fell down and saw the joy in some of their eyes when they won, being at the parade, being at some of the, at the places, I, I've never seen grown men cry right. uh, before in a, uh, like a, a sad way. But when Jeff Friesen scored in 2003, <laughs> um, 
I cried in a happy way if that does anything for you. Yeah, no, no, but so here was my... This you were, is, aren't you a Devils fan? Yeah, so this is actually... So a, that's an odd moment for no, you. this is a super weird... So we're going back 03, conference final, yeah. sends Devils. This is a big story, actually. Ottawa Senators versus New Jersey Devils. You are working in Ottawa Sports Radio, but a New Jersey Devils fan. First team I ever had to go into the locker room and cover was New Jersey, and all I had to do was stick a microphone. This wasn't in 2003. This would have been in 2001. Okay. All I had to do was stick a microphone in the scrum. That's it. Yeah. Like, you don't even have to ask a question. Yeah. Just get, Just get the audio. audio. Yes. Scared for my life. <laughs> Look around. There's Marty Berdur. Mm-hmm. There's Scott Stevens. There's Scott Niedermeyer. Yeah. There's Ken Danica. There's, like, <laughs> there's all of these guys. And it was scary as hell. But in 2003, I had become the live in the locker room guy, even though it wasn't live. <laughs> God, radio, 20 years ago. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, of course, we would record it and play it back as it was live. So I would begin every interview with, oh, thanks very much, Steve, because Steve Lloyd was of doing Of course, this. throwing it to you. Yeah. All right, thanks very much, Steve. I'm here with Wade Redden. And Wade, after a 7-2 victory over the Atlanta Thrashers, blah, blah, blah. <laughs> but So I did that all year long. And I also was producing at the time, because Mike Ross had moved on, I was producing... Uh, the afternoon show, which was Duke and the Dandy Man at the time. <laughs> but that was my, like my big gig was live in the locker room. Sure. And they were going into the playoffs and they were really excited about the playoffs. And on the day of, I was producing, so I would have to produce the show from 87 George and drive to the rink afterwards. I was in a, my best suit. <laughs> Looking good. 129 bucks for Moors. Oh, for sure. <laughs> Probably the two-for-one special. Yeah, of course, be We all do that. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so I guess my second best suit. Right. <laughs> so, so my boss comes in at 2.59. The drive show started at 3 o'clock. My boss came in at 2.59. Opened the door. Said, uh, so you look ready tonight. I'm like, yeah. He's like, actually, we're going to go with somebody else oh. doing live in the locker room. I mean, this, this has been your all, whole year? All this year. Your thing? Yeah. Game one of the playoffs. Yeah. We're, we're going we're gonna to go with somebody else. Uh, but, we, but we need you to go to the rink. Yeah. Do you? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. We need you to go to the rink and show them how to do it. Fuck you. Seriously. Yeah. Not kidding. Yeah. I'm like, well, how about I just take the mic? Who is it? Well, it was Lance Pitlick. Really? Yes. Former Sens defenseman. Former Sens defenseman. So it would have been really kind of somebody at that point in yeah. my very young career yeah. to point out that the Senators brought Lance Pitlick in for the playoff run. Roy Malacker did, the president of the team, to be a go-between between the players and Jacques Martin, the coach. They felt like they needed somebody to balance between off. the captain, even and the coach. Correct. And they needed a player's representative, right? But they had nothing for Lance Pitlick to do. No. Okay. So we're going to stick him in live in the locker room, and the Sens told Team Twelve Hundred at the time, "Yeah, this is what's happening." Wow. But nobody told me. So. I was asked to go and show Lance Pitlick how to do it and sit in the press box. And I went and showed Lance on the first game, embarrassed as anything I've ever been. Yeah. And 
sat there and everyone's like, what's happening? What's happening? And I'm like, I don't know, but I'm showing them how to do it. And so Lance, who I haven't talked to in a very long time, was always really nice to me. Mm-hmm. Um, wasn't the brightest technical person I've ever met. You mean a guy who's played hockey his entire life is not suddenly a broadcaster? <laughs> Correct. <laughs> Crazy. Correct. So after he did it a couple of times, I'm like, Lance, you good? Like, I, I don't need to be coming back here. Yeah, yeah. No, I really need you here. I really oh. need you here. So every single game in the playoffs, I went and I stood beside him and I made sure everything worked. Well, and someone I, did my job. Well, somebody did my job. But if anyone had told me, hey, look, the Sens brought this guy. They had nowhere to put him. He's actually the go-between between the coach and the players. But we needed something to look like he was doing something yeah. else. But nobody ever explained it to me. And I thought I was just terrible at my job. And so... Communication. Yeah. Important. Important. Funny that. So, but it got to game seven and Jeff Friesen scored with two minutes to go. Yes. And I might have let a little fist pump go. And then I had to go into the locker room with Lance and Lance is crying and all the sends are crying. And I was thankful that day I didn't have to do the interviews. Right. Because the glee in your voice would have been. Right. Yeah. So, yeah. And Devils went on to win the cup. Sure did. Over uh, the Ducks and Jaguar that year. Ducks, yeah. And. Seven game final. And that that was good. Um, people in Ottawa still think, and so they should, they would have beaten the Anaheim Ducks. They would have, I'm telling you. Uh, so that, that sucks what for them. What makes you say that? Because Anaheim couldn't score. And I know New Jersey kind of shut people down, but, yeah. but Ottawa could still score against them. Ottawa came back from 3-1. They were, if they had a won that game seven, um, they had some firepower. Anaheim had already beaten Detroit. And like, yeah, they couldn't. They also went through a series where they scored like six goals in the whole Minnesota. series and yeah, they won yeah. the series. Yeah. So uh, I think I'm pretty sure Ottawa would have won, okay. which sucks for the city and the town and sure. everything else. But um, that was a weird, that was a weird time in broadcasting where um, that happened to me and I just didn't know why. And uh, yeah, so, like honestly, a boss pulls you aside and said, "Look, the team is insisting okay. on having their guy do it. At least I don't love it, but at least now I get it. You can't just leave me hanging out here, right?" Though. Yeah. So, fast forward to 2004. Mm-hmm. Okay, don't worry. Now, now you're our guy. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Now you're going to be the the pregame, uh, or sorry, the postgame host. You're going to do intermissions. You're going to do postgame. And you're going to do it with another guy that we're just kind of bringing in. And his name was Kevin Lee. Okay, yeah. Not the Kevin Lee that's kind of around on Twitter. No. Now. No. But another Kevin Lee. Some people will know him. Yeah. So I was doing the preseason games, the post-game show. Got to the end of that. Okay, here we go. Regular season. Yep. Boss pulls me aside. Actually, Dean and Gord are going to do the post game. Uh. Why? Well, apparently it's because they didn't like Kevin. And okay. also on the one thing that I said during the pre- preseason, that one of the guys I thought was not having the best preseasons that they were trying to make somebody right. that I didn't think was very good. And his name was Alexei Kagarodov. 
Oh, sure. Household name. He's turned out to be a superstar. Right. You were so wrong about that guy. (laughs) Right. (laughs) He didn't play many games that year. Right. But he was like the next thing, the sense. Of course. And during preseason, if you watched him, he was terrible. (laughs) So I tried to be like, okay, look, this is my new gig. Positive, positive, positive. And I'll just tell the truth on this guy. Yeah. Because he sucks. Of course. Well, I got in trouble for that. Yeah. Got the show taken away too. So one of the days I walked in, and I promise I'll wrap this up soon. No, one of the days I good, man. one of the days I walked in. Everyone says to me, "Oh, look at you, Mister Mister National, Mister Famous." I'm like, "What are you talking about?" <laughs> well, I had read the Toronto Star, and I'd read the Toronto Sun, and I'd read everything, but I didn't read the Globe and Mail that morning. Okay, William Houston mm-hmm. put out an article. Something about the Sens controlling the media and how they took me off of the show. And someone tweeted about this in the moment, had like an, a, a, a screen cap yes. of this article. Okay. And I barely understood what it was about. Okay. I, okay. So at least I'll bring you some context. That'd be great. Um, I had no idea. William Houston never called me. No. Never talked to anyone. Wrote an article about how they took me off of the show. Whoever he talked to, I have no idea. But. And so this is 04, you said? Yeah. Yes. Okay. Took me off of the show. And are the Sens controlling the media? Right. Are they, you They're know. They're saying who can host the pre and post. That right. Who, who can, can do, do this and who can do that. And I'm mortified <laughs> when I get to work that this article has come out. Right. And I'm just like, my head's down. I'm like, oh my God, I'm going to get fired. And for nothing you've done. No, but people come up to me like, oh, look, at this is the greatest thing that ever happened to you. I'm like, what are you talking about? And they're like, you look like you're the one telling the truth. Right. When really yeah. 90% you probably were like Mr. Positive, but you told the truth on one guy and you're getting pulled off the show and it's being written it about. You look like the real right. journalist. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. And all it was. Telling people is Kyger Rodolph was He's not shit. Very good. And it turned out that was correct. He was just bad. That's it. That's yeah. all he was doing. Yeah. But a little bit of that took off, and I was able to, uh, through Dave Mitchell, the boss at the time, uh, my first show ever was with Scott MacArthur. Scotty Mac. Good guy. It's called In the Zone. Yeah. And uh, it was great. He's a great guy. And so between that and people all of a sudden had this. Oh, here's Lee. He's a little bit of a rebel. He tells the truth and he was written about nationally. And I'm like, I haven't done anything, but that's how this business works. Yep. So in one year of being pulled off of the the life in the locker room for a reason I didn't know because I thought it was terrible, but it was actually just the Lance Pitlick thing. Just politics. And then, Ottawa, then you know, f- three months later, I'm being pulled off of the post game show. <laughs> For another host that they didn't like, and because I said that Kyger Rodolph was bad, and now I'm being written about nationally, this was a big whirlwind where I feel like I didn't have a lot to do with any of this. Right. But I learned a lot in that year. Just about how the business About how the business works and how you can not do something and be written about, and you can kind of of lean people to one side, lean people to the other side. So uh, a steep learning curve, for sure. Yeah. 20 years later- you're one of those guys that's known across the city, man. Like people asking about, people wondering about, people uh, wanting to make sure you're I'm, doing all right. And you know what? I am doing okay. Um, like I said, I have no idea what's going on next. Yeah. But 
Um, I do understand where the business is going. You're um, much ahead of the curve when it comes <laughs> to what you've done. Uh, but the business, unfortunately, isn't going in a great no, direction. No. Um, that does not take Lever Sage to say nine stations got wiped out, TSN 1260. And we know what happened in Vancouver, Winnipeg, and Hamilton before that. Um, CJBQ in London got wiped out. Like a ton of stations across the country got wiped out and a lot of good people lost their jobs. Yeah. And, um, and not just in sports media, right? The no. CTV News oh, exactly. closed their LA, London, like any international bureaus. Like, and not man, to, it was a bad day. And like not to Glenn th- McGregor, CTV local reporter, he's a friend of our show, also wiped out that day. Like it, it, it was brutal, man. Brutal. So I didn't know about Glenn McGregor yeah. and I like Glenn McGregor. Yeah. Um, he was with me at the very beginning and I always liked him. We, we hung out a little bit. So yeah. that's, that's too bad to hear. I didn't know that. Yeah. He was part of the, um, the CTV news part of it. Yeah. But media is just not going in a great no. way. It's going to change. And I think to be able to have had this long of a run in the same city and then hopefully have a chance to be part of the change, yeah. I think is exciting. A hundred percent, man. And then we'll kind of figure out at that point, but no, I'm, I'm good. Yeah. Again, there's a difference between the emotion of all the things that have been tied to your life in 23 years and the connection you have with people, the, the not, um, you don't have the ability to say goodbye, right? which is weird yes. with, with a definite. That's a classic radio trope. Which radio I, hosts don't get to. Which I don't understand. It's well, the, you in theory might go on and trash them and they're insecure no. as hell. And so they don't give anybody a chance to come on well, and say, this is going to be my last show. But that's asinine because. Of course it is. It's asinine because the listener, whether they love you or they hate you. And I did see, I was at the Red Blacks game on Friday night. Right. And they invited me on Finally the. I got to win. Yeah. Well, do you think they put me on the big screen at halftime? And, <laughs> ah, yeah. So okay. I was on with Brent Wallace and Brad Snopley. Yeah. They asked me to do that and. I did so begrudgingly. Uh, I got up, but I did wear my. Um, I have a couple of T-shirts that are the Lee brand jeans. Sure. And so it said Lee Lee Lee. So I got up there and said, <laughs> "Guys, I've been gone for a while. I know you've probably forgotten who I am. So I just wore a T-shirt to remind you of my name." But you I did know s- who I am. But I did see a couple. But you don't know why. I did I'm see a couple here. of people stand up and like ferociously boo. Really? Yeah. Now, look, I'm not saying that as like, <laughs> I actually really like that because if three weeks after a dude gets fired. They still know who you are. That, they, that they, <laughs> you've made they, an impact. That they feel strong enough <laughs> yeah. that they're going to get up and they're going to boo their ass off. Right. Good you've f- made an impact. Good there, for man. them, yeah. man. Yeah. Like, good for them. Because most people would be like, who is that guy? And so- <laughs> The fact that it made people do that. Yeah. Uh, it's, so the emotions kind of had a couple of things, being at the Red Blacks game, running into a bunch of people, um, seeing a lot of my former colleagues yeah. and, and still friends. Of course. At that game. And then the golf tournament. I think those things have helped me kind of just put some of the emotion to the side. And now, yeah, now it's, well, we've said here, anything you can do with this studio, anything you want to come in and announce, whatever TCA can do to uh, to help, man. Obviously, this is this is open to you. I do have to ask you though, 
you know, we had some stuff to talk about today. We had some, we had some sports. There was some things I wanted your opinion on. Are you, you up for sticking around for another episode of the podcast? I'd be really, um, I guess embarrassed if you didn't ask me okay. <laughs> to do that. Like you didn't want to actually talk sports with me. You just wanted to find out. Yeah. Just, just gossip and, and yeah. <laughs> pick away at your personal life. No, there was topics here. We have a list of things to talk about, but I think this is pretty good for, for one episode. People can check in, see how you're doing. And then we haven't talked about CM Punk coming no, out we in haven't. Toronto. We haven't. We haven't talked about the greatest wrestling match I have ever seen live or on television and me for me to be there we haven't talked about that yet okay so you'll do another one we'll we'll throw down a friday morning episode as well time to go baby all right uh we'll wind this one down here uh you can give us a follow on social media at tall can audio if you can find lee's burner account power to you let us know what it is we we don't know uh and uh, make sure you're subscribed to the podcast wherever you're hearing us apple Podcasts, google pods spotify wherever you are we are there. Make sure you are subscribed and uh, and make sure you're checking out This Is Wrestling, if that's your scene. Uh, a great well, podcast. Hold on, hold on. Not, no, 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 no. Don't say that. Like, what? It don't is. say if that's your scene because I can tell you there's been so little wrestling on the last few episodes of This Is Wrestling. A <laughs> um, lot of life and... I don't know. One was recorded, or two were recorded from a van. That yeah, was kind they, of fun. That they, was, they, the production done, value is a little low, but otherwise, great conversation. I, I've never done that before. <laughs> um, I used to try it now and then when the show was getting up and going. Like They wanted to do it. Yeah. Uh, it's just so odd with two guys that don't drink. One guy was so drunk that he was snoring in the front <laughs> seat. And you're reprimanding Chris Holsky for a no, it was chips. not Chris Holsky, <laughs> uh, Chris, because there was somebody that did not participate on the way home, right? Because he was drunk and snoring in the front that seat. That would have been me, honestly. Um, so the rest of us w- w- did. I I had no idea what it would sound like. I didn't really care. Yeah. Um, we were having fun, and if anybody it was possible, if anybody listened to it, they could see that at two thirty in the morning course, when I dropped. Zach McGibbon off in Belleville <laughs> halfway home at 2.30 in the morning. There was five guys buzzing about wrestling, yeah. right? Like, that's all that was. That was fun to listen to, man, honestly. I'm a wrestling nerd. I'm, uh, I had time for, for the van cast, so. I don't know if we'll do it again, no. but. <laughs> uh, so we'll get into, on the Friday morning episode, we'll talk some wrestling, but I'm going to ask uh, Lee about the Blue Jays. going to ask him about, uh, about some of the goings on around the Sens, maybe the Leafs. We'll see what's happening, man, but, uh. Lever Sage is going to stick around for another episode. Can't wait. We'll wind this one down here. Thank you all so much for listening to this episode of the Tall Can Audio Podcast. For Lever Sage, my name is Matt Robinson. We'll see you tomorrow morning. There's only so much time we can kill here Before we start to spin our wheels I've had time to run, but I'm still here Thanks for listening. Make sure to subscribe to Tall Can Audio on your favorite podcast app and find us on social media at Tall Can Audio.